going on, Technology family? And welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. We got a massive mainstream news to talk about. And also, we got a movie review for you guys today. So um, let's not waste time. Let's get into our first piece of news. And it is that we got our first reactions on the Barbie movie. So let's look at these couple of tweets and see what our critics have been saying about the Barbie movie. So, our first one comes from Joseph Deckerman, and he said, Barbie kept me off, caught me off guard, and I mean that in the best way possible. It was funny, bombastic, and very smart. Gutter Gruerich, sorry if I pronounced the name, but the, the director of Barbie aims for the fences and hit a home run. Margot Rory's performance is great. And Ryan Gosling and Sima Lee were pure entertainment. The whole cast was brilliant. So we got our first positive here. Let's look at some uh, some other ones. And this was coming from Easel. And he said, Barbie is triumphant. A picture-perfect script backed by the great performances, especially from Ryan Gosling. Turns out what could be a simple studio comedy into a sharp commentary of our society that makes a non compatible for those who may not take it as a face value. Gigi is 3-3. Three, three. So another positive uh, note here. And uh, let's go to another one. And this was coming from Pierre Norfolk. And she says, I have seen Barbie. The craftsmanship is incredible. In particular, the costume and the production design, including a next level work, is heavy contributes the, the creative and the feeling that those truly are Barbies, the dream house, and the world's gonna come to life. So, another another good positive there. Um, let's go do, do some more. Uh, this one comes from Jamie uh, Jerkrack. Sorry, I pronounced the name again. And she says, I can't officially quit Twitter before I telling you that Barbie is currently my favorite film of uh, this year. Gritty Gravis somehow exceeded my expectations. She tackled the positives and the negatives of Barbie so beautifully. Gave Ryan Garcia an Oscar nomination. I am dead serious. Hmm. So we got to so, so so this one day um Barbie might get some Oscar contentions. Maybe even a Golden Globe. But we'll see. Um move it on. Uh, this one coming from Jack, and he says, Barbie is a sentimental triumphant. Grudgeford is at the top of her game here. She cracked a film that is not only gorgeous to look at, but apologetic, clever, and hilarious. Margot Robbie delivers an endearing and memorable performance, though it was Gosling who stole every show in, in, in every scene that he was in. So, um... They say everyone loves Margot Robbie, but uh, it's Ryan Gossie who's the show stealer. So, and then we got one more here. And this one coming from Ty, and he says, The way Barbie completely lives up to the hype, it is risk, tenable, and capable of, of camp. Tantalizing visuals and emotional serenity, offering a grand uh, comment on society that at women's everyday value life. Is a gender uh, battlefield. Gosley as Ken is sub and initially iconic. In Godwin, we trust. 
So a lot of positive years coming from the Barbie movie. So um, again, I had to ask this question. Which one y'all seeing first? Are y'all seeing Barbie first? Or y'all seeing Oppenheimer first? So let me know, y'all. So um, moving on. Matt, which was formerly known as HBO Matt, has passed Disney Plus on the biggest streamers list. So let's look at the top seven right now. At seven, we got Apple TV Plus. Six, we got Paramount Plus. Uh, five, Hulu. And then four, Disney Plus. And then three is where Matt's at right now. Two um, is Netflix. And then number one is Amazon, is Amazon Prime. So... I get the the number one and the number two because they've been there longer than the other streaming platforms. So uh, and now Matt, I was uh, that that's a huge surprise there because Disney. I thought dude, everybody thought Disney Plus was going to take over, but like, uh uh-uh, uh no. HBO they did their thing. So uh yeah, but um, if you really think about it, between Disney Plus and Hulu, they kind of did the same thing because they work each other. So. I wanted to say both of them will be in the number four, quite honestly, technically. Yeah, so yeah, but um, let's see if um if Matt can take Netflix out of the spot. It's gonna be real tough, but I don't. But we'll see there. Moving on, the new Uncle trailer is spectacular. So let's read what the Hollywood Boy has to say. A two-minute clip. That was released on Tuesday, showcased Ryan uh, Dawson as the particular je- Jedi, while also expanding the focus from an earlier teaser that includes both more battle scenes and a longer look at Dawson's co-stars, which includes Natasha Lee Bader as Sebo Wynn, Mary uh, Elizabeth Winston as Hela Sultan, and the late uh, Ray Stevenson as je- Jedi turned mercenary. Born with Scott, Ivan Hosser as Son Swing, Daniel Lee, the uh, Diana Lee, uh, Mosasona as um, uh, Morgan Elizabeth, David Tennant as uh, Hosser Ultry, uh, Lars Machine as Grand Marshal Thor, and, M- and Emma Susan as Esther Bird. So, um, yeah, I cannot wait. For the August, uh, so good, uh, series here coming up in August. That and that, 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 and that last trailer looked absolutely amazing. Moving on, Alita Battle Angels sequels are teased by James Cameron. So let's read this article here. Speaking with the with the forums on many reasons, James Cameron and, and wife Susie, I'm uh, Cameron are selling their current home. Cameron uh, noted working on different projects, such as the Avatar films and notable Alita Battle Angel films. In multiple sequels on a, a Avatar, I'm working in Wellington and Los Angeles and on the new Alita Battlefield films. I'll be working in Austin, so it's just I don't make sense for us anymore. Noting that is a big commitment is one thing, but this is a tease that our multiple sequels are in the works for fans that can ask for. So, I am glad that we are getting a sequel to Elite uh, Battle Angels.
because that was definitely the first one was definitely good. So um, I'm kind of interested on how they're gonna do the sequels here. But um, we'll see uh, when and when uh, when time uh, goes by, and um, and hopefully we get some updates as well. So we already talked about the first reactions to Barbie. Now let's talk about the first reactions for Oppenheimer. So, and we have a lot of people saying it's stunning, incredible, fearsome, and exciting. But let's let's go in detail what some of these uh, critics had to say about it. So, our first one comes from Matt uh, Mayturam, and he says, Oppenheimer, let me stun a character study on the greatest scale with a symbol of essential performance by Clifford Murphy. An epic historical drama, but with a distant uh, Nolan sensitivity. The intensity, structure, sense of scale, startling sound, design, and micro visuals. Wow. That's our, our first positive there. And uh, let's go to our next one. And this one coming from Jonathan Dean. And he says, totally above in Oppenheimer. A decent, talking, tense film. Partly about the bomb, mostly about how doomed we are. Happy summer. Murphy is good, but the supporting ethos of Damon, Downey Jr., and even bring big gas. A narcissist, pelvic, complex film to rattle its audience. So, a good positive there. And uh, let's go to the next one. Um, this one coming from Beach Ultraman. He says, Oppenheimer is incredible. The word that keeps uh, coming in my, to mind is fearsome. A relative pace, intensity detail, and other historic drama that builds and builds and builds until Nolan brings the hammer down in the most starting and shattered way. So get ready for the unexpected, guys. So another good positive there. Um, moving on to the next one. Uh, this one comes from Lizzie uh, uh, Baum, and she says, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is truly spectacular achievement in its truthful consent adaptation. Inventors the storytelling and a new for performances by Cleveland Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, and many and many others involved. Some just for a scene. So uh, another good positive there. And uh, well, mostly um, Cleveland Murphy and... Um, is getting a high praise and then other people. And then last one we got coming from Eric Davis. And he says, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is fantastic. Big and bold with electrifying performances and an incredible visual pacing to it. It is both quietly imitating and also future movie-going experience at the same time. See it in IMAX 70 million and it's going to be amongst your favorite watches of 2023 yep you guys already know it uh i'm definitely gonna be seeing this bad 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 boy i match so uh yeah i cannot wait so i asked the question again which one y'all gonna see first is it barbie or arpenheimer so if you're watching me on youtube leave the comments below there but um moving on we got our first uh, nominees for the Emmys, so I'm gonna just gonna be reading the um the big ones here. 
but I will leave the link down below in the comments below so you guys can check out the all the nominees list for, for this year's Emmys. So let's look at the best drama. We got Ecuador, Better Call Sal, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Successor, The Crown, The Last of Us, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. Hmm. Very interesting here. But uh, let me know who you think is going to win Best Jobber there. And um, let's go to Best Comedy. We got Abort Elementary, Barry, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, Tad Lasso, The Bear, The Marvelous Miss Mazzle, and Wednesday. So let me know who you think will win Best Comedy there. That's going to be very interesting. Moving on. Shang-Chi may appear in MCU's Thunderbolts report. Hmm. Let's read this report here. The new Thunderbolts lineup includes Black Widow, Sharon Carter, a.k.a. Destroyer, White Widow, Red Guardian, U.S. Agent, and Shang-Chi. Aligned together under the com uh, command of Bucky and the one and only Cassessa Valentina, Alvarez, readers can expect high stakes misses in each issue as this crew set out to dish a long overhaul justice throughout the Marvel Universe. Mmm. Remember, we guys talked about, uh, about Shane Chi appearing in other uh, uh, MCU movies. Before we get to Shane Chi 2, well, we got our first confirmation there on where we can see uh, uh, Shane Chi again. Now, we already said that he's going to be there in the next Avengers film. So, that now we just got reading this report that he's going to be there for the, the Thunderbolts. So, that's going to be very interesting. And um, it's very interesting, too, about this, new, uh, this team here. So, it's definitely a new lineup there. And, um, very interesting. But uh continue on with the story. Marvel is known to launch comic book series events and characters, changes, and effects to syringe with the MCU. Some of the biggest examples that include recatering Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver into no longer being mutant, the portrayal of the Guardians being more in line with James Gunn's take on the team, and an introduction to the new Wap never aligned with Hope and Vanderlee's introduction on screen. So, that, that like I said, they definitely did some changes with the uh, with the Thunderbolts team. So let's see what what they could do there. And then uh, reading another uh, note here. Uh, this one comes from the Chain Sheet actor himself, and he says, "And who knows." They might see me as something sooner than you think. He teased when he asked about teaming up with the other MCU's heroes. We'll see. Very interesting there. And now, we got to talk about the... Uh, first of all, we got some sad news to talk about here. And of course, uh, that involves with the, uh, the writer's strike. Well, correction. Not just the writer's strike, the actors have joined in on the strike as well. Reading um, a, a tweet uh, a, a couple of days ago, 
coming from Discussion Film, and he tweeted out and said, the studios and streamers will probably have no intentions of negotiating with the Writers Guild for several months. The end game is to allow things to drag until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. A studio cycle tell deadline. Man, that is crazy, man. But um, let's continue, let's continue on with some of the more of the stories here. So uh, the actors had did the strike too. And uh, so what that means, there won't be any promotions, no on screen or anything. Production is going to get uh, put on hold and, and everything. So um, even that, yeah, we got some um, couple of productions that have been put on hold, uh, including the um, uh, Deadpool 3, Mortal Kombat 2, um, the live action Lilo and Stitch, uh, Gladiator 2, Mission Impossible 8, Venom 3. Like, oh my God, man, this is crazy. Like, we haven't had this kind of strike in, uh, since the 60s. Man, this is crazy, man. I don't know how long this thing is going to last, but like I told y'all before, if they would have just paid their writers, we wouldn't be in this situation. But hey, what can we do? Uh, as far as us fans and movie and moviegoers, we just have to continue to try to promote the movies that are, that are coming up for the rest of this year. That's all we, that we can do. But uh, moving on. A solo Star-Lord MCU movie is coming since that's James Gunn. And uh, let's see what Gunn had to say about this. We always wanted to give somebody a little something special, he says. Chris and I forever had talked about how great it would be to be able to do a legendary Star Star Lord movie, a story with Star Lord on Earth trying to adapt into the environment of Earth in the same way that somebody else might have tried to adapt into the alien environment of outer space. He's fishing out water, just a, a, a regular water. Man, that's gonna be um uh very interesting. So um, if you guys seen the uh, the end of uh, Guardians, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, we do have a new team there. So um, when we saw the 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 last day saying the legendary Star Lord will return, does that mean he will be back in the Guardians of the Galaxy team, or are we just gonna see another solo? So basically, reading out this uh article here. That kind of tells us, oh, we might be getting a solo Star-Lord film. So, that's going to be uh, very interesting. And, um, continue on. MCU's DZ Plus shows have demanded Marvel's quality, says DZ uh, CEO. So, let's read this article here. There have been mo- some disappointments. We would like, we would have, like, some of our recent releases. To perform better. Iger said at this week's annual Sun Valley Conference, a gathering of A-list executives from the media and tech per variety. I think in our, our zeal to base grow our content, specifically to serve mostly ours, 
the streamer offers with end up taxing our people way beyond in terms of their time and their focus. Way beyond where I've been. So, man, uh, you guys already know um, that the a lot of uh, the Disney Plus shows uh, they haven't been. They they either gonna be positive, they are gonna be mixed, or they just gonna be. Man, it's uh, it's very predictable on how things could work. But hey, what can we do? And then uh, continue on with the story. Marvel's great example of that is um, Iger's uh, continuing in the main point, uh, making his point that they have been in the TV business at any significant level. Not only did they increase their movie output, output, but they have ended making a number of uh, television series, and frankly, it just has focused and attention at Marvel Studios. That is, I think, it's more cost of the end in any game. Yep, like I said, crazy. But um, that's all of the uh the mainstream news that we have for y'all today. So let's get into our movie review, and that's gonna be on Mission Impossible as S seven. But in theory, uh, we we call it they, they they named it Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. That's right. There is going to be a part two, aka Mission Impossible Eight, that will be coming uh, next year. But like, uh, well, that's if, if it's going to be now. Um, it's supposed to be coming. Uh, uh, they say it's supposed to be coming out in June of next year. But let's see if they can keep that date. Um, because if the, the strike uh, goes on, then they might have the uh, the, the delay. Uh, and, and and that's gonna be a very 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 crazy, but um but 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 continue on with day with day uh day uh, reckoning part one. So once again, it is um uh, directed by uh Christopher McQuarr, who uh, who have directed a couple of uh Mission Impossible movies uh, lately, and um and for 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 this one, um Ethan Hawke. And and his team members uh, go against a, a rogue AI who is known as the uh, the the entity, and also another uh, villain who has ties with uh with, uh with with Ethan Hunt's past. So, man, let me tell y'all something. Um, I grew up with the Dimension Impossible movies, so I, I grew up with the, with the first one, the second one, and and the third one. So I think by the time we got to four, it definitely uh, has elevated the Mission Impossible movies in the um, in the modern in the modern day era. So, so yeah, um, they uh, they are elevated as much as uh, that they possibly can with the stunts and the action as uh, like with Ghost Protocol. Everyone loved that, and then after that, um, Rogue Nation. Everyone loved that, and then Fallout. What most people are saying that it was one of the best uh, action movies of all time. Everyone loved that, and then and Dead uh, Dead Reckoning. What can I say? Uh, some of the uh, some of the uh, the, the the action sequence in this movie. So 
a lot of people are going to have a lot of favorites. Whether it's going to be the car scene, whether it's going to be the train scene, whether it's going to be the 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 motor the, the motorcycle scene, or just uh, any scene where you see uh, the Tom Cruise uh, Tom Cruise running. So so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This was a definitely a nonstop uh, uh, action uh, action movie, and um, <clears throat> the pacing in this movie was so good. You can't even tell that this was a um a close to uh, the three hour movie because it keeps you uh, uh, in motion on whatever it's going to happen next. Like uh, oh well, we see this uh, um this actress is acting, but now we just uh, anticipating on what's going to happen next. That's why I say the the pacing in this movie was uh, was was really was was really good in there and. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Tom Cruise. What can I say about this man? He is one of the absolute uh, goats as far as like uh, action heroes goes, man. Man, there's nothing really bad I can say about this. Like uh, this was uh, really, 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 really good. Like um, I would definitely put this in my top five uh, best movies of of 2023. Now I already know I'm making a, 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 a top ten, but Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One is definitely going to be in the top five. So, um, but um, let's talk about one of the um, the new characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah um, that uh, the Peggy Carter uh, actress in this in in this movie, uh, she plays like a um, like a jewel thief, kind of similar to the um. To Theo Neuss's character in the um, in the second um, the Mission Impossible movie, and uh, uh, yeah, and the Mantis actor is just, just she in this too. So uh, and um, the uh, and uh, and the um, one of the other villains in this movie, yeah, uh, yeah, and um, but um, uh, as far as the the returning IMF team members, you had Vin Rains in, in there, you had Simon Pegg, and also Rebecca Ferguson in there. Um, yeah, as far as the uh, uh, the, the casting and uh, is concerned, but um, uh, yeah, so I can't say nothing else uh, uh, bad about it. It's all it's all good, positive here. Um, definitely one of the great um, uh, Mission Impossible movies, and uh, yeah, y'all definitely go see that man. So um, it's a definitely ten out of ten. And I definitely an A plus. Yep, that's my grade there. Uh, enough said. And um, but I, hey, that's our episode for for y'all today. And um, of course, if you're watching me on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell when new episodes are, are uploaded. And of course, <clears throat> if you're listening to me on Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast streaming platform, don't forget to follow me there as well. And um, with that in mind, this is Trico, and I'm signing off, y'all. Peace.